Good afternoon, passengers. This is Captain Bot 6000. I only dream of three things. Electric sheep, Steve Austin, and Steve Austin f***ing electric sheep. Have a nice flight. My name is Erin. With me, as always, is my sexy cyborg, Cameron. How are you doing today, honey? That never happened. That never Never happened. Never happened. Never happened. happened. I don't know what it is. I am your $6 million man. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a question I asked, but okay. Well, I am now. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're worth more than $6 million. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I've been reading a book that said that you can... You could buy all the raw materials to make a person mm-hmm. for like less than a hundred bucks at a hardware store. Sweet. They wouldn't work because of the. Mm. So, well, you know, you can get all your materials for free if you just dig them out of the graveyard. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. You know, or you, if you want the fresh parts, your neighbors. We could be a, a new reanimation peoples mm. who like just dig up corpses and, and try to bring them back to life. Yeah, or yeah. give them to like hospitals, like yeah. back of the back in the nineteenth <laughs> century, make make some yeah. cool money. I'm like, where'd yeah. you get this fresh body? <laughs> yeah. We just found we it. We just on found the it. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great. That's great. <laughs> Fantastic. How are you doing? Fantastic. Great. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of this podcast is just us saying the words "fantastic" and "great" back and forth. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> what have we watched this week? We finished Andor. I think it's important that we oh, discuss that. Yes, yes. We finished Andor. I will say the last episode was fun. Uh, well, you know, I actually shouldn't have brought up Andor yet because mm. I have, I kind of <laughs> want to compare it to today's show a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, wait then. So, But we did finish Andor. The last episode was fine. If anyone was surprised by that final reveal though oh they're you idiots need, you, need, you, <laughs> okay. need... you need to realize what star wars is about star wars is only about two things death stars and jedi <laughs> and if your show doesn't have either of those things it is not star wars i mean like <laughs> i i just love how the people who really like that show are like it doesn't rely on all easter eggs and everything yeah, and, and there's it's like, like the final shot is no like... no no i was okay i've watched every episode of andor we did we did uh, there are Easter eggs in all of it. Yeah. And if you didn't catch any of those Easter eggs, then yeah. clearly you're not watching Star Wars. And I still don't understand. Like, I I, 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 I love how people are like, I hate the prequels. It's all it's about all trade, trade negotiations. It's like, this one's about banking. It's all about banking. Everything about Mon Mothma <laughs> and her family is like a million times worse than anything the Trade Federation was doing. Yeah, seriously. The Trade Federation had literally... I, I don't think they they never had a scene about it. No, they, they just no. like had Obi Wan mm-hmm. and Qui Gon show up talking and like, about some negotiations, and, like, We're and do then some, let's battle some droids, and they get attacked. Yeah, that's it. This literally had like a <laughs> ten minute scene about like boring baking every episode. <laughs> Anytime Mon Mothma and everyone's like, it's art. It's art. It's art. It's so deep. It's so deep. It's mature. <laughs> It's like, well, okay, then you know what? Just be a bank teller. You'll get the same amount of excitement. Anyway, the last episode was fine. It was fine. It's fine. I like the last episode. We're gonna we're we're gonna talk. I I I want to compare it. A little I was bit to I was show. nervous for Daedra in the last episode. Don't even know who that is anymore. She's the the Nazi. Oh, the Nazi woman. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, was I worried about now. Because... Yeah, because they had turned into a mob, and I was Whoa, terrified they were right. gonna do nasty things to her. Oh right. Well, you never want a mob. No, you never, you never want, want a mob. And then that serial killer guy. Goes and saves her. God, that he is her. so creepy. Like, I, that dude seriously gives me the wig. The acting, his yes. acting is amazing. I think all the performances are really yeah. good in the show. Mm-hmm. I just question... The show? The show. <laughs> like, I don't think it needed to be 12 episodes. No. For sure. No. Without a lot of rewriting, but... As I always say, Andor, he just pulls his weight. He's not actually good at anything. He just pulls his weight. He pulls his weight. Everyone's <laughs> like, let's it. get Andor. And it's but like, from the outside, nothing. from the outside, you're like, oh, wow, he has dodged our every attempt to find him <laughs> because he was hiding in a prison and then broke out of that unbreakable prison. Andor, like, forced gumps <laughs> his way through the rebellion. He really does, and everybody's like, wow. 
<laughs> Look at this guy. Okay, this is what I was gonna say. This, I'm just since we're talking about Andrew, I'm gonna say what I was gonna say. See, our show today, Six Million Dollar Man. Uh-huh. They have a very famous opening sequence, mm. which I found very chaotic. I yeah. didn't like it. Mm-mm. But there's a voiceover that says, you know, he was in an accident mm-hmm. and this is what happened, and now he's a cyborg. Yeah. Cy Hyphen Borg? No, it's no, like, Psy apostrophe Borg. Borg. And I looked that up because I've never seen Cyborg written that way. Yeah. Again, Psy apostrophe Borg. And I was like... Space Borg. There's, space there's a Borg. space in there. So I looked it up just before we came in here because so, I'm like, cybernetic. I know that's the yeah. Psy part, but what's Borg then? Because yeah. it's Psy apostrophe yeah. Borg. And they're f***ing wrong. It's cybernetic organism. So the, the apostrophe oh. should have been after the, the B. Cybernetic yeah, so it organism. should be cyb org. Wow. Okay. And this was, this show... I never knew it was a cybernetic organism. That's interesting. Fun fact, guys. Cyborg, cybernetic organism. That might be the only fact you get of the show <laughs> because I did a whole bunch of facts about like uh, prosthetics. Yeah. And it got really boring really fast. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> like literally, I was boring myself, and I was like, no one's gonna be interested. Stop this. We'll do a quiz if we have time. You should have done with cyborg eyes because I'm going to need them in a few years. I was looking up cyborg. That's part. That's really mm-hmm. when I gave up. Okay. Because like I had a couple cool things about like the first prosthetic limb was a toe that was in ah. ancient Egypt and apparently it was so well made that people today could use it and they were like oh this is really comfortable wow, cool. and usable because your big toe is so important to your balance yeah. and everything so were they able to do yoga they were yeah all they did was Sweet. yoga all day Egyptians known for yoga <laughs> known for their yoga <laughs> and then there was uh, there was another thing about like a leg and like an arm that could like hold a sword so he's like he got his arm cut off in a, a war wow. and he's like I want to keep war and so they got him a side oh so it's like some of those superheroes who just like shove like a weapon into their elbow yeah, socket exactly they, yeah. Yeah, they basically uh, evil deaded it yeah with a yeah. chainsaw so yeah. you just walk around hacking people with a sweet thing, which is kind of cool but then it was like and then after that, but I then got... you know, according to this show, you wouldn't be able to hold a woman. You can't hold a woman. You can't hold a woman. A single uh, tear rolls down that's... Stone Cold Steve Austin's cheek. <laughs> that, <laughs> the whole point of life is to be able to hold a woman. That was like if that was you the... can't do that, then what good are you? That was the climax of the show. I didn't even know that was a concern. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> and like his doctor friend, who's is deeply there. Oh, I quote. Wait, I wrote that down. Our deep friendship. Their deep friendship. Deep friendship. Like, like the whole <laughs> show is is done pretty much in voiceover by this Marty Balsam. Yeah. Uh, as his doctor friend. And it, it, there are some homoerotica <laughs> <laughs> undertones, overtones, tones, just tones. Lots of tones. Lots of tones. But yeah, like at the end, like, uh, <laughs> we're jumping right to the end of the show, but why not? Steve is like... <laughs> basically super depressed. Yeah. And, like, they've made this decision for him. To turn him into a cyborg. 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 And, um, and, like, yeah, that's his conviction. He's like, you'll be able to hold a woman again. (laughs) And the nurse just looks, like, dumbfounded. Her flabber has been gasted. (laughs) Because she's like, wait. Wait, what? <laughs> is that my my job? Is that my role too? I don't. I don't. Yeah, do I? Have, do, do I, I have to do that? Do I, am I the one he's holding? Is he holding me with his nuclear powered arm? <laughs> no thanks. I don't want radiation poisoning. <laughs> but anyway, what were we talking? about? We're talking about Andor. I don't oh know yeah, yeah. We're talking, talking about, about Andor. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Like my feeling about Andor was the first eleven episodes mm-hmm. could have been done in a voiceover. Yes. At the begin, and then it could have started. I mean, yeah. Granted, there would have to be a little bit of rearranging. I feel like, re- well, just like with Attack of the Clones, it has to be rearranged. Yes. Once it's rearranged, it would have been really uh, far yeah. more impactful. I think you could have started the show with the final episode. And you know what? I actually, had a few interesting characters. Yeah, yeah, like I Because um most of them were very boring. Forget, most of them were forgettable. I don't know any of their names. Yeah. Um and you know what? It would have been way better if Mom Mothma had literally married off her daughter it when her daughter didn't want to. Like like we yeah. talked about that. Yeah, 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 how yeah. it was bullshit that her daughter wanted this. Yeah. Like, it, it, it absolves her of any ethical yeah, um sacrifice. Sacrifice. Because this whole show's about sacrifice. 
it absolves her of any kind of ethical conundrum yeah. of this because her daughter actually wants to do this. Yeah, you have Stellan Skarsgård going off on this whole lecture about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so everybody has to sacrifice something. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, uh, here's my daughter for marriage. And she feels like it's a sacrifice, but her daughter wants this shit. Yeah. So it's not a sacrifice. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, no. It's, it's just, bullshit. It actually just, like, It absolves her. Yeah, because we kind of discussed how we would have maybe, like, restructured the mm-hmm. show. Because, like, I feel like nothing that happened, like like I said, nothing that happens in those 11 episodes mm-hmm. can't be told in a conversation. And I don't feel like anything that happens is so interesting that's integral yeah. to the... It's just stuff that happens. Yeah. It's not really... Like, like he had escaped he, with one guy, and I was like, Michi? I don't know. Medici? I don't know his name. I, Who I'm, the hell is this guy, and do I care that he's gone? I'm I'm a firm believer in allowing people's imaginations to fill in the blanks of certain mm-hmm. aspects of, like, movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there you can make something way more interesting in your, in your imagination oh, yeah. than you can ever do... If you textually show it. Yes. And I think like the whole prison thing mm-hmm. would have been cooler to almost not show it or to start the show with him escaping mm-hmm. with the riot. Yeah. And you don't really know the full context of what's going on. Yes. There. And then like when he meets someone later, he's like, I escaped. Oh, yeah. I really shouldn't do his voice, should yeah. I? I won't do Andor's voice, although I love his voice and I want to. But because I've said many times, it's very sexy. It's a very sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> but like for him to say to someone like, "I escaped an imperial prison," mm-hmm. is way cooler to the imagination. To yeah. be like, Oh my god, what was that like? And to actually show it, right. and it's like, uh, okay. Well, because too, cool, his but... escape is bullshit. Because my biggest problem with a hydro electric plant <laughs> that is not is, waterproof is that it's not waterproof <laughs> and secondly you can destroy it through a toilet pipe in your bathroom yeah that's like connected to the floor apparently this one small pipe that you can easily access by using the toilet yeah can shut everything down I... and again that's another star wars thing a simple Simple thing. Yeah, yeah. Will destroy the biggest thing ever. Yeah, I it's mean, it's the Ewoks going up against the Empire. It's the the hole in the Death Star. I mean, I'm not trying to like go too hard on people because I know a lot of people like it, and I know a lot of our listeners like it. Dude, I'm just pointing out the hardcore similarities to the prequels. I just, I just feel like there's a lot more spinning of wheels going on in the mm-hmm. show than people are giving it credit for. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that happens that. I just don't feel is that integral to anything. Like, it's just yeah. kind of like, it's stuff that happens. And that's kind of how I felt about Six Million Dollar Man. Mm-hmm. It's just like stuff that happens, but nothing is like plot relevant. They spend so much time doing other things like, well, and we'll get into that. We should, I should probably put a pin in that until we talk, actually talk about Six Million Dollar Man. But <laughs> just remind me, there's a lot of stuff that does not need to be there. Agreed. Lots of editing could have been Agreed. done. To make it a lot stronger. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think Andor does have great a great cast. Yep. I think it's in an interesting time period. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there is a lot of... You, you could have made it better. If you like yeah. this show, I promise you it could have been better. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. You know there was I mean? a lot there the that same, they could have done a lot with. They could have done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And what they needed to do was actually take away more. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it was as... Like, like and the... really, if you're gonna go that hard and dark, mm-hmm. then go hard and dark. Yeah. Because don't don't cop out with Mon Mothma well, and her daughter wanting this. Well, shit. And like the no, fact... no, you make her sell her fucking daughter. You make her do. You the... go. It, don't tiptoe this line. Don't yeah. just fucking do it. And then you're like, holy crap, that is hard. That is dark. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and like we were talking about, and we're like, you know, this show started. That is a sacrifice. This whole show started with him looking for his sister, and mm-hmm. that just gets dropped. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck his sister is. Like, what was the point of any of that except for it was an excuse for him to shoot a guard? Shoot a guard, but again, you don't even necessarily need to no. show him. What was shoot the that point guard. of him growing up chi- as children in the woods? Just to show that, like. You know, he was adopted by this woman, but it's like, again, none of that needs to be no. shown. Exactly. You know, like, like, I, I know you're supposed to show, not tell, but mm-hmm. like, it wasn't that important Mm-mm. that it actually, and it wasn't like any of those scenes were like, oh my God, I'm yeah. riveted by him in the woods, you know, or whatever. Following some other 10-year-olds. <laughs> you, you know, you when you could just literally have 
her give a line like, when I found you in those woods mm-hmm. all those years ago, mm-hmm. you know, you were scared and we were able to. Yeah. Think, That's all you need. You don't mm-hmm. like that was like minutes of time. Her name was Marva, right? Marva. Yeah. I think she so. was the coolest person there. She was the coolest person there. Yeah, the coolest person there. And they, uh, her... and they barely did anything with her. They, they, and the Empire just let that hologram go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, why aren't they shutting this you down? You and I are like, cut it. Cut, cut it. it. You've got to cut it. She's about to, like, <laughs> inspire a rebellion. Yeah. I was like, you got to shut that down. Yeah. And yet they let it continue for way yeah. longer. <laughs> like, uh, anyway, that, that's our feeling. Well, other things we have watched, we, Bake Shop? Is that the Bake show? Squad. Bake, Bake Squad. Squad is what we've been watching. This is the spiritual successor to Zumbo, even yeah. though it's nothing like Zumbo's No, shape. See, now, Bake Squad puts me in a good mood, not because it's good. Oh, no. It's not. It's terrible. Oh, no. Uh, but because I relate to it so much. From an artist standpoint. Because, like, I'm a professional. I'm an expert. I'm damn good at what I do. And yet some asshole is always trying to tell me how to do my job or judge me for what I do. Yeah. And it's just like in Bake Squad where they actually have professionals who are like masters at their craft. Some asshole comes in off the streets and is like, well, let me tell you, there's just no pop yeah and i just wanted to kill him because i get that shit all the time but it's nice to not feel alone yeah like it's horrible how they're treating these masters yeah yeah it's just and like you feel bad because yeah. these master bakers mm-hmm. have to just for the sake of the show just like grin and bear it yeah and it's like, no, you people are being super rude. Yeah. These people, like, put a lot of time mm-hmm. and effort into doing this thing. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, the show, <laughs> what's funny about the show is it's, <laughs> like, strictly for wealthy people. Yeah. <laughs> it's for wealthy people. Like, there was one that was, like, a baby reveal. Yeah. One was for a bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Like, and one was, like, a bar mitzvah that she'd been planning since he was 11. She had yeah. been planning it for two years. That's insane. It's absolutely bonkers. Yeah. One was, what was another one? I think we saw three. Did right? we oh, see Oh, one three? was just because it was like their 10-year anniversary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, I wanted to get a cake for my husband. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I love how proud they are. We've been together five years. What? <laughs> and we're like, what? <laughs> we're like, get to the back of the line. <laughs> Come talk to me. What? After you you we... can't be proud of that. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah, so the show was, like, crazy, because, like, they have these people, they just, like you said, they just criticize these artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who are you, who are you <laughs> <laughs> to say anything? But, yeah, it, it's so it's funny, because, like, the, well, I won't say the one thing I was going to say. <laughs> There's a blonde Argentina Argentinian, Argentinian? Argentinian. Argentinian. There's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Argentinian. <laughs> just to say <laughs> which is interesting his name is of German origin <laughs> just saying um, <laughs> I'll just leave it there it's just quite interesting because you hear all the stories uh, but you never really put it together and I'm not putting anything on him no no I'm just no, no. saying it's interesting he's great but anyway uh, but you kind of know who the ancestors <laughs> yeah. were here. It's one of those few times where you're like, huh. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Okay. Where you can, like, pinpoint it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Somebody, Interesting. Somebody's grandparents immigrated. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we've been watching that show. It's really funny because you can really make fun of these people who just waste money. I just... Yeah. It, like, well, that's what I was going to say. Because we watched that one show. I don't know if we talked about it here. Where it was like all these like home renovations, but it was yeah. like they specifically found people who were like, struggling. Yes, or, or were constantly donating their time to the community, and I think like helping sh- homeless people. And and for some reason, I think Netflix started us on season two of this show yeah, because like they already have fans. Yeah, apparently. yeah. Apparently they and they make comments like nobody's ever done this before. And it's like, huh, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so another case of a streaming service starting us on a. On season like a, two? A, a season two or three before... It's ridiculous. Why do they keep but doing that? I think this show would be... Oh, better is not the word I'm necessarily looking for, but well, you go with it. Better if it were about, like, lower-income people mm-hmm. or middle-class people who couldn't afford to go all out for yeah. certain things. 
and it's like, we're going to do this for you. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you like this amazing artwork and bakery yeah. that you couldn't otherwise afford. Mm-hmm. But instead, what makes the show good <laughs> is that it's like all these like one percenter douchebags that you can totally make fun of. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it really actually puts me in a good mood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I kind of recommend that. Yeah. Um, oh, and I guess we should really. So we're 21 minutes in. So we should start talking about the. But no, we've got uh, uh, something else to talk about. Well, I want to talk about Dragon Prince season four. Yeah, we got to talk about that too. And what was what was your thing? Oh, come off it! Seriously, you've forgotten already. Probably what? Tremors, Shrieker Island. <gasps> oh. Okay, now here's the thing, guys. You oh, wait, know wait, 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 what? Wait. Some of our fans may be fans of the franchise. I love Tremors. Tremors. I love Tremors. Oh, no, we're not. Dis- no, but I'm just saying. We... Come on, guys. You know me. You know fun dumb movies are my thing. Tremors, Tremors is fantastic. Is, I love it. There may be a spoiler for a movie that came out two years ago mm. in the Tremors franchise. No, we won't say what happens. I I just, I want you all to effing watch it. Well, I want you to watch Tremors 1 first. Well. I want you to love the, sh- I want you to love. You know, the- watch all the Tremors before you watch Shrieker Island. That way it's more impactful what happens at the end of Shrieker Island. It is, I haven't been moved by a movie. <laughs> Like that. The signs were literally there, and I was like, nah, it's I not going to happen. I was like, it's not going to happen. I was like, like it's I was not like, going to happen. I think this is where this I is mean, going. I mean, there's but tons of signs pointing to this. Uh, literally. Literally, quite literally, a sign points to it. And, but, <laughs> and I'm like, no, not going to happen. But anyway, if you ever wanted to see Burt Gummer and mm-hmm. Napoleon Dynamite. In the same movie. In the same movie. Shrieker Island is for you. Yes. <laughs> no more Jamie Kennedy. He's no. gone. Yeah. Burt Gummer. Napoleon Dynamite, yes. Shrieker Island. Yes. I, like I said, it, 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 it truly, like, jaw dropped <laughs> at the end of that. You got you got to watch it. Stick through it, guys. Stick through it. You got to stick through it. I mean, like, I know. Start never... with the first one because it's just a great movie. And legitimately then, a great movie. Yeah, legitimately a great movie. And then watch the rest of them. They're, they're varying degrees of Varying degrees of quality. <laughs> <laughs> just, just stick with it. Just stick with it. Stick with it all the way through. All the way through. Um, but yeah. Uh, worth it. Worth every penny. Worth your time. Worth your time. Worth your time. And then uh, we watched Dragon Prince season four. Season four sucks. It's not good, guys. It is not good. I mean, it's good in the sense that, like, if you've invested this amount of time in these characters, mm-hmm. it's nice to see them again. Mm-hmm. But we're actually. This is how much we like the show. We're actually re-watching it from the beginning. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's... Um, Viren, so complicated. Viren's so complicated. Viren's so, so complicated. complicated. <laughs> We're still like, huh? Huh. Where Where is he coming from? But yeah. but um, season four, the problem I had with season four, apparently there was like a three-year hiatus, I think, due to COVID. Yeah. Between seasons three and four. Mm-hmm. They've changed the animation. Mm-hmm. And... What I loved about the first three seasons of Dragon Prince mm-hmm. is they had a lot of little complex issues, but they were able to resolve them fairly quickly. Fairly quickly. It wasn't in a way that felt satisfying too. Yeah, like, it wasn't drama, 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 drama. It was like if if Callum and Rayla had an issue mm-hmm. by the end of that episode, it was more or less resolved. Yeah, like in 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 a way that you're like, yeah, that is how we should be like mm-hmm. handling these problems. Mm-hmm. Season four. First of all, had a subplot mm-hmm. that in seasons one through three would have been done one and done yeah. in, a, in an episode. Yeah. And it draws it out for an entire season. Yeah. And the consequence of that is we don't, and it's not really with our, like, they're cool characters, but not yeah. like our main characters. Mm-hmm. So it's taking time away from our, like, mains, mm-hmm. who would I like to spend more time with. Right. And because of that, they don't resolve their issues mm-hmm. as quickly as they used to. So, it, like, what again would have been a one episode thing takes them literally the whole season to get through. And exactly. It, it, it's satisfying, but it's also like, it, and what I was talking to you about is like the the idea of decompressed storytelling mm-hmm. in comic books nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, for twenty five cents, you got a comic book and it was full of story. Right. And now it's like you spend five dollars for a comic book and like you. <laughs> barely get anywhere you have to read all five issues to get like a full story or whatever that's kind of how season four of dragon prince am i gonna watch season five absolutely oh yeah i love it Mm -hmm. but it's just (laughs) like 
I just wish, and I'm just worried because it's like, obviously this was done during the hiatus. Mm -hmm. So, and they've, like, apparently they're going to do, like, basically three trilogies. Okay. Like a one through, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And uh, you know season five is going to be, like, season four. It's going to be that same style. It better not. not. Well, the animation kind of blows. It's too glossy. Yeah, it's too pretty. It's like a CG, and they aged all the characters up two years. Which, in the case of, like, Rayla and Calum, isn't a big deal, because he's going from, like, 14 and 5, 6. Yeah. You know, to 17. Yeah. And she's going to, like, 18. But, like, Ezrin, who was, like, 8? 10. Or 10? He was 10. He is going from 10 to 12, and it's a bit jarring. Yeah, it's a bit jarring. You know, like... He was so cute as a little ten-year-old, <laughs> and now it's like, oh, he's like a twin. He's still, right? he's still cute, but he's just not as cute. Yeah, he's like, like because like a, he's a tween now. Yeah, he's like a full kid now. Yeah, you know, he lost all his baby fat. He lost and, all of his baby fat. It's yeah. the baby fat that makes it. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of like cool animation you can do with that. Like, yeah, but anyway, still highly recommend the show if you have not checked it out yet. Mm-hmm. But season four is not as good. Yeah. So you want to talk about Six Million Dollar Man? Do you want to give us a, a show synopsis? I mean, yeah. And then give us the episode synopsis, and then we'll have something to talk about. Okay. Oh, God. <clears throat> After a severely injured test pilot is rebuilt with nuclear-powered bionic <laughs> limbs and implants. That is irresponsible. <laughs> irresponsible. He serves as... Is there as... plutonium in there? Is elbow... He's a nuclear-powered It's got to be uh, plutonium. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, got to be. That's what it is. <laughs> He serves as an intelligence agent. Ugh. Okay. All right, here we go. The episode synopsis that we watched. What the? <laughs> Wait. What? That is not that what we watched. No, that's okay. not what we watched. Okay, let me read the episode synopsis. <laughs> this is not what we watched. The entire population of the small town of Norris has been knocked out by an unknown sonic device. What? What? Against Oscar Goldman's orders. Who? (laughs) Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, (laughs) insists on investigating because he knew a lot of the town's 23 inhabitants. 23 inhabitants? During his high school year. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to watch that one. (laughs) That is not what we watched. So, apparently... I guess that's part two? I didn't know. I I didn't know this going into it, it. But there was a pilot movie. Oh, and that's the synopsis for the pilot movie? No, we watched the pilot movie. Oh. Part one of the... Okay. Like, in syndication, they took the pilot movie, split it into two parts, and just stuck it as season one. Right. But technically, this population of a small town in Norris is the official episode one. Mm. And we just watched the movie that gets you there. I can't... So, basically, they showed the show we watched today Uh as a full movie... People watched it and were like, I want more of that. Wow. Okay, now here's what I'm going to say about that. In the episode one, this actually sounds interesting to me. <laughs> but go ahead. Based on the time period, they didn't have a lot of technology. So I bet it was really interesting to watch the real footage of NASA control centers and all of these jets taking off and all of the rockets I and moon landings. See, I think that would have been interesting for the time. However... With my modern sensibilities, I'm bored out of my f***ing mind because I've seen this a gajillion times. Well, see, that was one of my theories, too, because I was like, when did the moon landing stop? Yeah. Because I know part of the reason moon landing stopped was because public interest had waned. Right. Because it was like, it costs a lot of money. And And the moon's not made of cheese. Yeah, moon's not made of cheese. There's not aliens up there. And... You know, so it had become not interesting. And it's like, well, if people aren't interested, we're not going to spend billions of dollars to go to the moon for just science projects. Yeah. So um, that the last moon landing was in 1972. Okay. This movie came out in 1973, Mm. and the show started in 1974. Okay. So it's kind of... So I hear what you're saying, but it's also like... It sounds like people were kind of over the whole moon stuff by that Hmm. point. So... I don't really Maybe understand. it was an attempt to get him back. Maybe it was an attempt to get him back. Maybe, but, like, basically, like, the problem with the show, and I, I feel like I've, I've made this complaint about other shows before, too, is it was very much, like, you know, when you listen to, like, those radio messages of, like, Apollo 13 or right. whatever, and it's like, 
we're about to die. Yeah. But their tone never changes. It's like, uh, Houston, uh, we're going to die. We have a problem. <laughs> like, there are aliens outside. You know, they, they, they've never, like, there's no inflection there because they're being professional. There's nobody screaming. Yeah, there's no one like, holy <laughs> shit! There's aliens! Yeah, like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> like that doesn't happen in these things because people are trained. Yeah. But that's how the show is filmed. Yes, very monotone. Very much like, if there's a problem, we don't show emotion in it. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of a recent Twitter thread by Gail Simone, who was talking about dialogue in comic book writing, where people, where there's often a complaint in dialogue for fiction, Mm -hmm. where people are like, that's not how real people talk. Right. And her response to that was like, of course it's not how real people talk, because the way real people talk is boring most of the time. True. If we talk, like, I'm doing it now, and I hear it every time we do a podcast, like, we use... Like, we use filler mm-hmm. stuff. You, you, we're not as articulate as we'd like to be. And that's not interesting. <laughs> that, but that's real dialogue. Right. You know what I mean? So, but this used, like, the real, this is how a, you know, colonel in the mm-hmm. Air Force would respond to the situation. Right. But it doesn't make for a very exciting drama. No, it does not. You know, like, I, I'm not saying Steve Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin should be, like, freaking the f*** out. No. I'm just saying a little bit of emotion. <laughs> nice. You are in a crash. <laughs> because he let go of the joystick. I still don't understand how that... He was, I, he was cruising he, along He fine. was about to land. I was like, oh, he's fine. I was yeah. like, nothing's going to happen I was here. like, when is this crash going to happen? And he just goes, boop. And then, boof. <laughs> and that was that. He boofed. Boofed. And that was real footage of a crash yeah. involving a real astronaut test pilot. I did enjoy the real footage. And uh, that test pilot said he had real trouble watching the opening to the show every week. Because it was like his crash. And he really did like lose the, dude, like, his eyes. Uncool. <laughs> Just, I don't know how they're allowed to do that. Uncool. Yeah. Wow. But I guess he kept watching the show. He liked it enough that he was like. I just relive this trauma every day. Wow, that <laughs> wow! Every Saturday night at eight o'clock, to relive guy. my trauma. This was starring, honestly, Lee Majors as <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. Since uh, it actually the the pilot movie you see had people that were not um, <laughs> were not in the regular show, oh, including really? Ralphie's dad from oh. A Christmas Story. So Deep Throat's no longer there, huh? Yeah, and Martin Balsam, he's no longer there. Yeah. The, the doctor? The doctor. But they a, had a deep friendship. That deep, it was deep. So deep. So deep. <laughs> so deep. <laughs> You'll be guy, able to hold a woman again. His magnificent body and brain. <laughs> his, his strong physical <laughs> physique and his incredible intelligence. <laughs> yeah, there's a little pause. <laughs> yeah, yeah wait, that's like a little pause. There's not anyone else I'd rather do s- <laughs> space medicine with. <laughs> space medicine! <laughs> yeah, that was their original goal. Space medicine. And we never understood <laughs> what space medicine was. We don't know what it is. Maybe are you healing space... space? Are you trying to do medicine <laughs> in space? Maybe what the space doing? medicine was the tomato soup blood that they were using. <laughs> yeah, the caster. <laughs> <laughs> because the... that was before his his cybernetics. Okay. So what was that? Was the... that blood? Because it was way too orange to be blood. But then there's other blood later that looked like Kool-Aid. Yeah. It's... So what was the tomato soup blood? I don't know. Well, okay. Because we... I thought it was cybernetic fluid. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of have to, I guess we just have to kind of go for it. Uh, number one movies and uh, crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Number one song was The Joker by Steve Miller Band. This was released January 18th, 1974. And number one movie was The Exorcist. So there was quality stuff going on <laughs> at the time. Well, not so much The Joker by Steve Miller Band. This yeah, said, ew. Steve ew, Miller. Ew, 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 ew. He wrote your favorite song, Abracadabra. I hate that song. I hate that song. I hate that song. Hate it. Um, did you have any uh, predictions? Do you want to do that or do you just want uh, to talk? Uh, my expectations were sexism. Good. <laughs> it would, probably if there had been a woman in it before the 15-minute mark. 
There's zero. It was all close-ups of then, mediocre white guy face. Honestly, though, there was women in the meeting to whether or not they were going to experiment on this guy. The, oh, you're talking about the bureaucratic meeting where they spent like five minutes yeah. handing out handing out pa- papers to each There's other. There's a scene There's where <laughs> they people we do not know. Nope. Enter a boardroom. Yep. And, like, they, and it's a, they quite literally open the briefcase and pass out papers. There's no dialogue. There's in no this dialogue. Scene. And they do that for a total of at least 45 seconds. And then cut to commercial. And then cut to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what is this scene? Yeah. And again, this, this is what was making me think of Andor. It's yeah. like, is this necessary? Yeah. Like, it feels like there's a lot of padding going on here. Mm-hmm. But yes, you're right. Those were the first women to show up. It was and they were asking in. questions about whether or not this was fiscally responsible. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but they, but again, they didn't. That was later. They they cut back to that scene yeah. to explain to you that that is the actual like six million dollar man meeting of like, yeah. That's the project cost. That's that's plus the, the uh, millions later to continue uh, keep it running. Yeah. Yeah. But there was like, like I said, there was like no introduction, mm-hmm. no, like I, I don't know if it's. See, I can't blame it on the seventies because, like, certainly in the seventies, people knew how to write <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> but like, they write gooder than they were. They wrote way gooder than. <laughs> and but there was like nothing establishing a scene. It was just mm. like, what, what are we doing now? Who are these people? Yes, exactly. You know, like why, and like. If they hand out those papers, you're going to wait until everyone at that goddamn table has a piece of paper to look at. <laughs> We're not going to start this meeting until people are prepared. Um, oh, but, by the way, mm. uh, Ralphie's dad, this is this is just a dumb thing I'm pointing out. Darren McGavin. <laughs> but he was in the elevator with all of those people from the boardroom, mm-hmm. but yet he arrived a lot later, later. than them. Yeah. He's, what was he doing? It's power play. <laughs> he had to take a big old dump. He's like, I don't enter. <laughs> until the people are ready for until I've had my morning coffee dump <laughs> yeah my morning <laughs> coffee dump uh, I did write a haiku so I'm gonna write, uh, read it uh, synthetic muscles firing synapses burn a store bought soldier cool Okay. Get that out of the way. I like how you were uh, reading it like you were showing them. <laughs> I was reading you it. You were holding it like you were reading it, it to our people. Kids. Like yeah. I was reading it to our kids. Like I had like animation. Like <laughs> I drew a picture. I of drew Steve, a picture. Steve Austin. What was crazy to you? Okay, so the, the show starts off with the classic intro, mm. which I think they just tacked on to this when they put it in the syndication because. Yeah. One of the actors they say stars in this show is not in this episode because Excellent. they don't come in until the actual. Now, does is the nurse still in the episode? <laughs> I will have you know <laughs> that I believe only Cold Stone, Cold Stone Creamery Steve Austin ah. is the only person who actually made it to series. Okay. So okay. so he so will not, not be holding the... her in oh, his bionic wow. arms. Okay, and his nuclear powered his nuclear powered elbow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why? Okay, I mean, I'm. A lot of my questions are at the end, and I guess we'll work our way back. So basic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of crap happens. They yeah. show him go to the moon. You think this is gonna lead somewhere? No, it doesn't. It doesn't lead anywhere. They just had real footage, and so they used it. <laughs> yeah, there was no reason for that. Mm-hmm. It, it, my problem with a lot of it. All they could have said was he's an he's a test pilot. He's, a test He's been to the moon. They didn't even need that. They could have just gone for, as far as I was concerned, you could have just been like, he was a test pilot who got into an accident, and now he's bigger, stronger, faster. <laughs> well, you they know, do like, that. That's all I needed. But, like, they did that, but then they, like, are giving us the story of how this all came to pass, but nothing was plot relevant mm-hmm. or ever character relevant. Well, here's my thing. I wrote down all the time jumps because mm-hmm. I got, I ended up getting a little bit confused. Yes, Absolutely. Because there's so many time jumps. Yeah. Because you first start out, and they have that intro, so I was like, oh, he's already a cyborg. I thought they were going to just jump into it like he's yeah. already there. Yeah. Because I was like, I got everything I needed from that intro. That's all I needed. And then they're like, no, he's he's in the moon. And then, hold on, it's three years later, yes. he's now a test pilot. Yes. Then 20 months later, he's still a test pilot. <laughs> 
and then nothing is happening. Then four months <laughs> you later... You actually wrote, nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. Then four months later, he then goes... For into sight, an accident. It, it, into his accident. No, oh, no, 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 four no. months later is when he finally is like, I haven't spoken to the nurse in four months since I tried to kill myself. He wanted her to murder him. Yeah. Which is the only, like... The only, only interesting time, part. The, the only part that had any sort of, like, drama to yeah. it. Yeah. Was he was laying there mangled. Yes. And the nurse is in there. I didn't catch her name because she's obviously not important yeah. unless he's going to hold her. I call her Nurse Sexy. Nurse Sexy. <laughs> who wanted to close the blinds on him, which is the only thing he's got going yeah, for him. Yeah, because he point. had a beautiful view of the Rockies. And she's like, let me just shut that up so you can be, <laughs> be in your tope. So it, this took place over the course of three years plus 24 months. So that's a, two more years. Over the course of five years, he finally becomes a cyborg. But, like, but there's no, like, again, there's no plot reason to show him on the moon. Yeah. Like, like it's not like there's some so conspiracy. It takes, it takes place over five years in order just to make him turn into a cyborg. 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 <laughs> uh, by the end of the episode. Five years. Yes. Five years. And and again, none of that has anything to do with his cyborgness. No, it, the past four months does. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. And that's chosen, chosen, <laughs> that's chosen for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> he has zero agency in this. Yes. What was crazy to me mm-hmm. was he gets into his little test pilot, the baby plane, to the, <laughs> to the mama plane. He gets in this accident. Which they show, mm-hmm. which some poor man had to watch every week. Jesus. But he loved the show so much, he wasn't going to not watch that part. Because he wanted to be a cyborg. <laughs> cyborg. <laughs> um, he gets into the accident, and then it cuts, and it shows him in, like, a surgery uh, room. Yeah. What do they call it? The surgery arena? It, or it's, surgery? it's like, the, you know, the when you're being educated on surgery, yeah, and you have your students Yeah, because Ralphie's in. dad is scanning yeah. up. And Ralphie's dad, Ralphie, okay, so when he gets into the accident... I'm sure there's an actual Concurrent name. to his accident is the board meeting where they're talking about mm-hmm. cyborgs. Yes. He gets in the accident. Yeah. He is in surgery, mm-hmm. and... Ralphie's dad, the cyborg guy. <laughs> cyborg. Cyborg guy. He is up watching. Mm-hmm. And his dear, dearly doctor friend is in the yes. on the ground. Yes. And so what would your assumption be at this juncture? What are they doing? That he's making them into a cyborg. He is not, he's not making him because, a cyborg. And too, in that same little hospital room, there's the tomato soup colors yes. of fluid. So I thought for sure they were already doing the so cybernetics. My, my thought but is, no, they're in, making... order to say, in order to save him, they are putting in cybernetics. Yeah, but that that's not thought. what was happening. They are No, they just save him. Yeah. And then they later on, they're like, we're going to remangle you. Yeah. <laughs> After we've saved your life yeah. and like healed all these wounds four months, you've been convalescing yeah. for four months. Guess what, bud? <laughs> we're going back in. Yeah. So it's not like the cyborgs were there, uh, the cybernetics were there to save him. No. They're just there because. Yeah, they're just like, you lost your both, both your legs and an arm. So we're going to give you a cyborg implants. Yeah. That's it. And he's like, I do not want to live. <laughs> yeah, I don't want this. I don't want this. And they're I like, don't but your arms are going to have arm hair. And- <laughs> no, no, no. And his, his, his doctor friend, he says, I don't want to do this. I'd yeah. rather die. And his doctor friend's like, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to put you under, and we're going to put these arms <laughs> on you, and you're going to be able to hold a woman again, and you're going to be so f- Happy. It's your arm. And he's and he and, even says right down to as many the number of arm hairs yes. on your arm. It's gonna be identical. Identical to, to your and original. Is, and I'm like, wow. We could say that it. is a deep friendship, <laughs> knowing how many arm hairs many, is on somebody's arm. How many nights have they lied spooning where he was counting the <laughs> arm hairs on Stone Cold's arm? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but then like okay, so Ralphie's dad is I don't know if he's CIA or what what department he's with, but it's definitely like an espionage yeah. group. And he goes to dear Doctor Lover, and he <laughs> says, "Hey, we're gonna make this decision. We want to we we yeah. want to recut him up, and do this thing to him." And the doctor is like initially like, "Well, what do you want him doing? Like assassinations? Like mm-hmm. he's a good friend of mine. He's not gonna want to do that." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You know, don't make assumptions about our business. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do this." 
And so then you the, would think Stone Cold Steve Austin would be able to turn this shit down. <laughs> he, he's not ever because, given like, a choice. Because like, what are you supposed to do? Okay, so say you don't want the cybernetic implants, yeah. right? But you get them anyway. And then the same people who put them in you are like, I want you doing what now I tell you, you owe to. Me. Here's what I'm gonna do, fucker. <laughs> I have a nuclear powered arm that's apparently as strong as a bulldozer. I'm gonna fucking flatten you. They misunited that motherfucker. <laughs> like he should like just like wreck these people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what makes you think he's gonna obey you? He doesn't want anything to do with this crap. But also, they're setting him up to be this, like, super spy type person. Yeah. But then when Dear Dr. Lover says, (laughs) I'm putting your arm hairs on, he's also like, and we're gonna re-put in your fingerprints. And I'm like, do you want him to have No, not if he's gonna be a spy. Isn't it better for him to not have Oh, my God. It was... Uh, my some of my favorite medical lines were some glass eyes are rejected, but we use a special windshield plastic from Jets that are not rejected. Okay, <laughs> explain. I wrote, this is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. The VO just keeps jumping us forward, mm-hmm. and we ended the first part of this. Now, granted, it's a two-parter. Yeah. But we ended the first part, and he still was not a cyborg. He's still not a cyborg yet. Yes. I mean, it was just... I felt like it was a very frustrating show. Yeah. Because, like, nothing happened. And, like, apparently, this was a big deal in the 70s. Okay. This was, like, appointment watching for kids. Wow. Apparently, in the earlier episodes... I found some trivia on the show... Mm -hmm. In the earlier episode, Steve kills people. What? But then when they realized it was so popular with kids, they actually, like, backed that off. And they're like, okay, he's not going to kill people anymore. Because, like, right. they wanted him to be a role model. Okay. And, like, his toys were super popular. And they had spin. Uh, the Bionic Woman was a spinoff right. of this, which we should do for this show. Yeah, yeah totally. Because I think it would actually be more interesting. I think it would be way more sexist. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. If it uh, has a female lead, you know it's going to be sexist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this show's not about Wonder Woman. It's about this guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, like, I guess what I've kind of said before, what annoyed me so much about this pilot was we're never really put with Steve. Right. Steve is not who we're with. We're with no. the doctor mostly. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's no sense of drama. They don't put us in the capsule with him, really. Yeah. Kind of a little bit, but, you like, you never see his emotions. Mm-hmm. You're never in there with him. A lot of the show is us mm-hmm. watching other people watch him. Yes, yes. You That's know? what's going on. It's a lot of looking up in the sky mm-hmm. and VO jumps in time. Yes. Like, it's, there's so, I don't feel like I know anything about Steve Austin, mm-hmm. except for the fact or Lee, wait, yeah, Stone Cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, except for the fact that he arrives on a tarmac at one time with some glorious lapels. Yes. And he says, do I have time for a shave? And you and I were like, dude, if you shave anymore, you're going to be just a skeleton. <laughs> There's no five o'clock shadow, nothing. <laughs> and apparently in later seasons, like in the last season, he experimented with growing a mustache. Oh, and God. It, it was like, everyone hated it. And they were like, forced to <laughs> shave it. But anyway, I just I can't believe how popular this show was. Yeah, based the on the, based on that pilot, with mm-hmm. Space nineteen ninety nine barely got two seasons, and I would much rather watch <laughs> the moon launch into space <laughs> than, than a second of of this. Well, that's because we clearly didn't see him as an assassinating spy cyborg. I mean, like, yeah, I I, I did. Like I said, I can't believe. Just based on this movie, which is apparently based on a book, which mm-hmm. I found out, which I'm very curious to yeah, read. Yeah, yeah, me too, yeah. I actually really want to read that. Mm-hmm. And it actually had four books. Oh, wow. Uh, but only the first book was adapted as right. the show. But it, it, And it is about Colonel Steve Austin. Wow. And... It's it's it, it's this. So I'm like, I just I find it weird that they didn't get his permission for this, like because he was cautious yeah, yeah. at the time. Like when they're saving his life and he's not, you know, when he's in a coma, basically. Yeah. Like then I can understand putting those implants. Yeah, like in. it, it was like a matter between your life and. But death. like when he's conscious, they just don't even bother asking. This is like no, this is how it's going to be. And uh, well, what we know of him is he is suffering such severe depression from. He this. tries to kill himself, and, and he and, begs the nurse to let him kill himself. And then when she refuses him, mm-hmm. 
And and he's like, and, and by the way, he, and then he say, then he doesn't say another word for four months. Four months. Until this conversation, yeah, basically where they're like, "We're doing this to you. We're yeah. keeping you alive to do this." But he says to her at one point, he's like, "I guess you're wondering why I haven't spoken to you in four months. Well, I guess I'm still alive, and that's partly due to you." In like that inflection, yeah. and she turns to the camera and, and she smiles. smiles. She's like, "Yeah, <laughs> I did it." And it's just like, "What? No, he wanted to die. Yeah. I don't think you're saving his life here." It was mind-boggling, guys. It really was. I do not recommend watching it because what? It's... I do. You do? Yes. It's so boring, though. I know. I think people really need to sit through it. You're, you think so? Yes. You would do that to our listeners? Hell yes. They want me watching a bunch of sexist stuff to get me angry. <laughs> yeah. I want you watching a bunch of boring stuff. Like I, the, like even sexism would have been more interesting. Oh, tell me about it. In this, you know what yeah. I mean. There just was like nothing going on mm-hmm. that I just. There were so many times you and I were just like, "What's happening now?" Yeah. Like what? What's going on? Like what? What does this have to do with nothing anything? Nothing was happening. I mean, uh, it is interesting to watch the old footage. I think just you know. It was. But don't don't think of it as a show you're watching. You're just watching old footage. It's just, it's a, it's an experience. It's an experience. Just watching the old footage of like original moon landings and original I, like takeoffs and. I thought it was interesting watching the opening credit with their like remedial CG and then our our because we watched this on Peacock so we cut to commercial and it was immediately a cyborg dog <laughs> that looked amazing not amazing but like so, it was it was so much more advanced and so it's like our stupid commercials for cyborg dog food I don't know what the commercial I don't I don't know what it was for <laughs> looks better yeah than this show that, about an actual cyborg that probably cost millions of dollars maybe six million yeah, you know maybe uh, do you want to know what other people had to say about this? Yeah. Show? Okay, well, I'm going to say this about this. I ha- I actually got a bonus uh, review because I got a review based on what we actually watched. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, Good, okay. But uh, the lowest review for this, mm-hmm. what do you think? Probably a six. Close. A five. A five. A five was the lowest, and you, when you know it's a five, you know it's not even like a bad review. A lot of these reviews are from people who are like, I was seven years old. Uh, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's real nostalgia for them. Okay. And I think all of my reviews are that. But Kind of Blue said, uh, five out of ten, you can't beat a nice ripe cheese. What? I remember watching this as a boy. It was captivating. It sparked many. It was like blue cheese? Wait, what? <laughs> many <laughs> fantasies only a young kid can have. Ew. We all wanted to be Steve Austin. The series is like cyborgs are cool. The series is like an overripe cheese that only the seventies could serve. Up. What? What is with the cheese? <laughs> he's, he's really <laughs> he's really holding on to that metaphor. Um, of course, it's corny. Of course, it's nonsense. Of and course, cheesy. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's the stuff of fantasies. Okay. Who could want more? Me. Yeah, me. <laughs> I. I mean, like you do feel like, like you said about like the the moon landing stuff. It's like you do feel like people were kind of starved for entertainment. Yeah. Because it's like there was no action in this movie. Nothing. But it's not even like I need action. There was no drama in it. Right. There was no comedy in it. There was nothing. It was just like. It's just this is happening. It was an exposition dump. Yeah. <laughs> for forty five minutes mm-hmm. until he tries to commit suicide. Yeah. Again, that was the one part of the show that was sort of interesting. Yeah. And it's like I don't think that's the part that the kids were like, "Wow, wow. I want to be like Steve Austin." <laughs> <laughs> Squonkomatic uh, says it's their all time favorite show. Television really never had it so good as the five years when the six million dollar man more or less dominated the airwaves. I was exactly seven years old when the show first premiered as a weekly event, and while seeing the beginnings of the series are hazy recollections at best, it quickly became the weekly television event in our household. At least as far as I was concerned, back then parents actually regulated stuff like what TV you watched. What? And where you went after school. What does he think parents do these days? <laughs> like, God, do you somehow, know how somehow, we stress over those dumb YouTube videos our boys watch? Somehow we are both Helicopter parents and negligent parents at the same nah. time. Like, that's what modern parents are. <laughs> we each got to pick one show to watch every weekend. No TV on school nights. And I always <sighs> picked the bionic man. The few times I was forced to miss it due to groundings or family scheduling conflicts were absolutely traumatic. I literally had no idea how the epic secret of Bigfoot turned out for a whole year, waiting for it to go into reruns. Take it for granted. 
I never screwed up like that again. Oh, my God. For my money, the show was better than Star Trek because it was, at first at least, far less pompous. We didn't... (laughs) Star Trek was pompous! We didn't necessarily tune in to learn anything. (laughs) Sorry! (laughs) We didn't turn in to learn anything. We turned in to watch Colonel Steve Austin bust through walls, jump over buildings and throw stuff with that bionic screeching projectile sound effect. Eventually, the show demonstrated to us... Screeching? That I think that's a the, the that's not screeching. Uh, uh, yeah, that's not screeching. No, that's, that's, I know what screeching maybe is. Maybe if he had gone live with me for a day, maybe if you'll he hear did, me screech a lot. Maybe you had watched a show that where you could learn something. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, you needed to learn something. Eventually, the show demonstrated to us how to be good citizens, see right from wrong, uh-huh. and appreciate the military industrial complex. Oh Jesus! Are we supposed to appreciate the military industrial no. complex? I don't no. Think so. Eventually, the show lost its edginess and became routine with disco mustaches. Hell yeah. That's the one I want to watch. <laughs> and bionic woman and Farrah Fawcett guest appearances that uh-huh. intruded on our family. He got bored. He got bored. He was like, ugh, women. Women. Now women are a part of this. Gross women don't belong don't here. Yeah. That's, I, I see where he is. This is from Richard John Malin. This one was actually for what we watched today. Oh, okay, okay. Has this show been forgotten? <laughs> Just flicking through IMDb on a Monday night, as you do, and have been stirred to write something. You know, what can only be described as the apathy of others. <laughs> this show has only got one comment. You're not supposed to comment on the other folks' remark, but I'm not doing that. I'm writing to complain about the near absence of feedback, (laughs) and the other writer thought it cool, too. Can anyone reading this please offer their opinion? I attended school in the 70s when this show was originally aired, and have fond memories of it. Later in life, I spent many years traveling. Did he get a cyborg arm? And working through Is that what happened? Please tell me he got a cyborg arm. (laughs) It suddenly became kung fu. Like... (laughs) And in the classic scene of many different nationalities coming together in the evening over a bottle of wine, few beers, etc. He's talking about he bonded What's with happening? people traveling the world talking about this show. Uh-uh. This show was one of the highlights of conversation. Surely people must remember back with glee the exploits of Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> and his bionic implants. There was a time when a whole peer group, myself included, <laughs> wanted to train as astronauts just to come... A cropper at some point, a cyborg at some point, in order to be dragged off the smoldering wreckage so it may be rebuilt in the new, improved style. So you wanted to crash? I wanted to be in a horrific (laughs) accident. So you could be a cyborg. I want my dick to be cyborg. (laughs) And that's what 70s youngsters dreamed of. (laughs) They dreamed of metal hard dicks. Embodying new technology in a personal and pretty literal way. I remember the start. Steve Austin, a man barely alive. We can rebuild him better, stronger, faster. It's a pity other people can't remember a little and perhaps write a bit more. Please get in touch. Oh. I love I love pleads on IMDb oh. reviews of like just lonely people. Wow. Um I I don't feel sad for him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess you just have to be in your 50s or so. Yeah. To appreciate this show, maybe. Different time. Different, different time. Different time. I'm glad it meant something to you. Let's see here. I, I don't know. Some... Maybe it is a good show, but what we watched was garbage. <laughs> I got a couple of little trivia facts. In 1977, Lee Majors uh, kind of held out to sign on for next, last season mm. for more money, and they were talking about getting a new actor take over for him. Of those people, Bruce Jenner and Harrison Ford were considered. <laughs> uh, but Harrison Ford was unsuitable as an action hero. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's like classic, like the Beatles, like, wow. guitar groups are on the way out. Wow, yeah. that's, wow. Sandra, Somebody had limited vision. Sandra Bullock made her claim to fame playing Kate Mason. Mm. Uh, she was Steve Austin and Jamie Summers' protege, the bionic girl. So I, I would be interested to see watch that. Sandra Bullock. Uh, wow, cool. And the other four cyborg novels were Operation Nuke, High Crystal, and Cyborg 4. But they were never that TV show. <laughs> so would you green light or red light this show? There has been talk about Marky Mark Wahlberg 
bringing it back. No. <laughs> that would be terrible. No. I don't know. Maybe they did already. I don't know. I mean, I like cyborgs. I think they're cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Obviously. I'm a big sci-fi fan. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, mm, uh, uh, why don't you just make something new? Just make something just new. Just make something new. Just make something new. So, and it goes back to our conversation last week. Stop remaking shit. Just make something new. Yeah, exactly. Just slightly rearrange it. Yeah. Give us all something awesome. Because the, the, the young demographic that you want watching this show has no nostalgia for yeah, it. no. So the only people you'd be uh, attracting are the people in their 50s and 60s. And you can't put modern sensibilities in shows when they're in their 50s and 60s. Because exactly. they'll be like, it's so woke. And it'll... Crash and burn. You need a generation, basically Generation Xers, yeah. to uh, to watch it, and they're not going to like it because it's not Lee Majors. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's it's just never going to work. Yeah. I, that's why, I, I guess that's the best way I can articulate why I think reboots are stupid. Yeah. It doesn't appeal to people who don't no. have nostalgia for the original. Nope. The people who have nostalgia for the original don't want to watch it because it's not the original. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Done. Just rearrange it slightly, call it something else, and bam, you've got a great show on your hands. Robo Man. Ooh, Robocop. Dr. Love. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, so, go to series, yes, no? I mean... I mean, like, I it think depends. it's gonna, I, I, I kind of need to see that episode about the... Yeah, because his pilot sucked. This, like, ba- for our podcast purposes, yeah. as a pilot, no. This was boring. This was terrible. I cannot understand why anybody wanted to watch any more of this. Yeah. I do not want to watch the second half of this. Yeah. Like, I don't know how his eyeball works. Uh, to be fair, based on our podcast's premise, no. I would no. not green light it. Do I think it has potential? I think maybe if we watch the actual show, it might be better. Yeah, maybe. I think it really just needed to start with him already as cyborg. You already gave yeah. us all the information we needed in that like intro. Like, because this was five years of nothing. Just nothing. Like I mean, if you wanted to start him in those four months time of where he was a test pilot and then he tries to kill himself, I get that. If there was like a bad... like we can show that drama, that feeling of him not wanting to stay alive. That that's impactful. Yeah, that, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Or if you. I think it needed to have some kind of, like, specter-type organization Mm -hmm. that maybe sabotaged his plane, and that's why he crashed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now that he knows that these people got him, now he wants to get back at them, and that's why he wants to be a Because it doesn't make sense for him to just randomly obey this group that kept him alive when he wanted to die. Yeah, and he doesn't... It doesn't make sense. And Dr. Dreamlove, like, does say Mm -hmm. that he's not the type of person who wants to go... Go around killing people. Espionage, sabotage, and assassination... He's not that guy, so why would he agree to it? He wouldn't. Like that's why I'm saying this doesn't make any kind of sense. Now they did. I did see a, a trivia note in IMDb that said had Ralphie's dad stayed on for the main series, mm-hmm. there was going to be more conflict between those two, like okay. the ethical versus right. like the pragmatic side of okay. espionage or whatever. There is no ethical in espionage. And then I guess they didn't bring him in, and now it's just like, a, mm-hmm. maybe it's like an Incredible Hulk type deal where he just goes town <laughs> to town, like saving people with his powers. I don't know. It's weird. But I don't know. I don't know what's going on, honestly. I've watched 45 minutes of the show. I watched part one yeah. of The Moon in the Desert. Denzo! And I don't know what's going on. I don't understand The Moon in the Desert. Why was it called that? I don't know. Like, again, there's, there's <laughs> nothing to tie his him being an astronaut mm-hmm. To what happens to him when he crashes later. Like, I guess just to say he's calm under pressure? I get, But he has no problems with his moon And he landing. likes adventure? I guess. I, but maybe? again, you can say that in a line. Just be like, you know, ever since the, you know, you were the last person to walk on the moon, you know, mm. and like now you need a new thrill. So you want to be a test pilot. Like, or something like, you don't need to see it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, anyway. Piloting the pilots releases each Tuesday. What a dud of an edit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Piloting the pilots releases each Tuesday can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals. Email us, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. So next week, we are going to be watching, do you remember what's called that uh, Sarah Michelle Geller? Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Yeah. So Wolfpack. we're going to be watching brand new Sarah Michelle Gellar returning to the world of the supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going with, uh, we watched the trailer. It, uh, well, is something. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Doesn't look 
my hopes aren't very high. Not very high. Uh, they're they're kind of more in the low mediocre range. And it's weird. She seems she seems to be an a fire investigator. <laughs> She's she. <laughs> so I'm not sure what's happening. And apparently, werewolves are lighting woods on fires. I don't I don't know what's going on. It seems to be somebody. I, I mean, like we have not seen the show. The werewolves are the arsonists, and then they, they attack that, a school bus, and so now there's teenage werewolves. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar is there to investigate, investigate the, the fire, fire, and then somehow she becomes like a werewolf. I don't think she becomes a werewolf, or leads them, or something. I think she leads them because it's a lot like the Lost Boys, in which. It, that store shop owner tries to get their mom to be the vampire, yes, like, uh, like yes. mother kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's going on with Sarah yeah, Michelle Gellar. Yeah, because there's definitely like a love thing going on yeah. with her because like... She... And I think that the Wolfpack leader is trying to get her to like lead them. You know what I'm saying? The Din Mother. The Din Mother kind of thing, yeah. Because it's a wolf pack. Because it's a wolf pack, yeah. That's 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 what I'm guessing. <laughs> Uh, that's those are my expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are our expectations yeah, yeah, now. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, Based on that weird trailer. <laughs> very weird, very weird trailer. Very weird trailer. Watch the trailer. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we we will discuss that next week. Into the, in the meantime, we love you and don't get any glass in your eye. Yeah, because. <laughs> It'll be rejected. <laughs> you have a special kind. You have to set up special, special plastic glass that will stay jet in your eye. windshield. <laughs> we need that glass to stay in your... Fu- we invented new glass. <laughs> yeah. It's a plastic. It's a type of plastic glass. So when you get a shard of it in your eye, yeah. it will stay It'll there. It'll stay there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love you. See you next week. Bye. Bye.